Is Jamaica in A Forgotten Gem by legendary director Alfred Hitchcock? Or is it better that it's been left in the past? Find out today on Really Old Movies. Welcome to Really Old Movies. I'm your host, Harrison Scullin. And today I'll be discussing Jamaica Inn from 1939 by the director, Alfred Hitchcock. And some essential movie details. So this film was riddled with problems between Charles Lofton, who's the main villain of the film, and Alfred Hitchcock. Lofton wanted more creative control because he was a more prominent actor during this time. And he wasn't used to not really getting his way. And Hitchcock, he he's pretty much the same thing, but as a director. So they were constantly butting heads. And the result is Hitchcock deciding to never work with Lofton again. And this also marks the last British film Hitchcock would make until the 70s. Now, he was kind of planning on moving anyways. This movie kind of brought him to international acclaim for uh, Alfred Hitchcock. So yeah, it's kind of fitting that this is the last movie he made in England until around the 70s near his death. And despite it being a major success, especially when it was released, it's been largely forgotten. And it's not really one of the Hitchcock films you hear about when you talk about him and about his work. So the basic plot for the Jamaica Inn, a young woman played by Maureen O'Hara she decides to move in with her aunt and uncle at the Jamaica Inn, which is an inn in Cornwall, after the death of her mother. She discovers her uncle is involved in a gang of ruffians who lure ships to the shore and steal all the items on board. Unbeknownst to all except for her uncle, the gang is really being run by the local squire, Sir Humphrey Pengallen, who's played by Charles Lofton. So that's the basic plot for the film. Alright, so now let's get into my thoughts on the film. So the plot, I gave a 3 out of 5. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I liked how I really had no idea how it was going to end. In classic Hitchcockian style, he kind of throws in different curveballs and twists and turns into it that kind of throw you off and keep you on the edge of your seat. Like especially um, Traherne, who's one of the ruffians, he turns out he's actually an undercover cop. And that Pengallen, he's actually in charge of the, of the robberies, which you find out earlier on in the movie. And that's only known to us, the audience, and Joss, who's the, the other leader of the gang. And then acting-wise, I gave a 4 out of 5. I love Maureen O'Hara. She did really excellent in her first go as an actress. Very impressed with her work here. So I didn't know she was British, so that's pretty impressive that later on she had a pretty good American accent. So she's very talented in this role. And then Charles Lofton, he's very interesting as Pengallen. He's a very unique and very eccentric character. And I thought he was perfectly weird and creepy, especially when he's trying to fawn over Maureen's character. Her name is Mary. And, uh, and I thought the actor who played Joss, he was pretty good. You know, we're not supposed to like him. He's a pretty terrible person, especially to Patience, who's uh, Mary's uh, aunt. Um, but we almost feel sorry for him near the end of the movie. 
So that's a pretty interesting character arc too. You don't typically see that in movies in this era. Now all the other actors were okay, and the actor who played Traherne, Traherne, he was pretty boring and not that interesting to me. So, but other than that, I really liked everyone else. I, I give it a four out of five. Now in regards to directing, now when it comes to Hitchcock, you know, directing wise and all of that, that's usually the most important thing about his movies because he's this great creative wizard, basically. I gave him a three and a half out of five. I don't think this is his best work. And it has a lot of his uh, Hitchcock-isms, if you will. You know, you have complicated characters who are kind of good, kind of bad. Uh, things that the audience knows, but some characters know, i.e. dramatic irony. Now, despite all of that, you could really tell he had trouble with Charles Lofton. You know, there's a lot of scenes with him, and you read the behind the scenes about the movie um lofton kind of took over in a lot of parts and and kind of overstepped his boundaries a lot so it made it pretty difficult for hitchcock to really like working on the movie and it also added a couple more comedic elements that hitchcock doesn't normally use hitchcock's is more of dark humor and this movie had kind of silly moments but also some dark ones too so other than that, though, gave it a three and a half out of five. Again, not Hitchcock's best work, but it's not the worst either. All right, now cinematography and special effects, I gave it a three out of five. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I liked the little model ships they had on water and uh, the different special effects they did with that, like the lightning and whatnot. It was pretty impressive stuff. Those are used in the wrecking scenes. Uh, the Jamaica in itself is a pretty interesting set. It's got a whole staircase and ceiling. And it's like a two-story looking one, which you typically wouldn't see in a movie in this era. So that was pretty impressive too. But other than that, it was okay. It wasn't anything unique or different. For the most part, it was pretty standard. Now the music, I did not like. There was hardly any in it at all. Pretty quiet movie without it. So I give it a 1 out of 5. There, there's just hardly any, hardly any in it at all. Okay, so with all that, that tallies up my letterbox score to a 2.9, which I'm going to round up to a 3 out of 5. So, good movie. Um, not one of Hitchcock's best, and I would recommend it. And to answer the initial question, though, is this one that's kind of a forgotten gem? Uh, almost. I think it's almost a forgotten gem because there's some problems with it. Like I said, especially with the direction and Charles Lofton, you know, taking over a lot of it. It doesn't really feel completely like a Hitchcock film. But it kind of feels like it's almost a Hitchcock film. So I say it's probably best left in the past unless you're a really diehard Hitchcock fan. I don't think uh, an average moviegoer will really understand or like this movie too much and especially the fact they have very thick european accents they're all english actors of course but for me they're pretty hard to understand i had to put on subtitles and you know it doesn't help too that the audio is kind of aged you know this movie was made in 1939 and sound was relatively new so it's pretty tough to understand and yeah it was okay and evidently, it's based on a book uh, that was released a couple years earlier, 
and from my understanding, it's not a very faithful adaptation. But it's it's okay. It's a pretty good like middle of the road movie. So unless you're a diehard Hitchcock fan, I don't think you'll really have any interest in this movie. So yeah, that's what I'll say. I think it's best left in the past. There, this there's a good reason why people have kind of forgotten about it. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook to get behind-the-scenes updates about the week's particular film. And also make sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts where you can uh, listen to new episodes. New episodes are released at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Fridays. And also make sure to follow us on YouTube where I'll release a monthly video. And the next one will be released March 5th about my top 10 1930s movies. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This has been Really Old Movies. I'm your host, Harrison Scullin. Take care.